Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday, and that means it's time for the After SmackDown Wrestling Inc. After Show, and have we got a show for you. We've got LA Knight showing up on SmackDown, we've got Cody Rhodes showing up on SmackDown, and we've also got a bunch of incredibly touching moments we're going to get into. Uh, but before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce to you the dynamic duo who's been holding it down this week on Wrestling Inc. I'm Jack Farmer, and I'm being joined by NYC Demon Diva, my new bestie, Issa. How are you? I am... Uh... I'll be lying if I tell you I'm not emotional. Having a hard time with this one. We'll get into it as the night goes on. And it's a very rare side of me for people to see. But um, as we go on, we'll talk more about it. But Bray is like top five all-time favorites for me. And I am I'm going through a weird grieving process that I don't know how to comprehend. But I'm, re I'm really happy to be here with you. I know we're going to have a kick-ass show. And I'm excited to be here with the chat. I know you're going to be pulling up shots from everybody and i'm excited for everybody to share their favorite not just pray also terry funk you know memories and moments um but i feel like the best way to grieve through this is for all of us to talk about it together because we're, we're in this bubble together we get it you know and we know how great he was and why we're suffering his loss yeah and something i said on twitter if anyone who didn't see it today i'm going to be bringing up all sorts of chats today so if you have something you want to say Definitely, this is the day to be in the chat. Uh, you don't have to even worry about the super chats. I mean, if you want to give us a super chat, I'm not gonna not gonna say no. But uh, just so you know, today is gonna be all about just sharing different memories and things of Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, all that good stuff. It's gonna be very interactive with you guys. Uh, it means it might be kind of hard for me to keep track of who goes where. So I would just ask, try to keep things uh, to what we're talking about. So that means it's so we don't jump around too much. Um, we're going to talk about the big news. Obviously, Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk, that's going to be the bulk of today's show. Uh, but while we wait for everyone to get in and sort of settle into their seats, as I always like to say, uh, we start with news. And this is just news that's a little bit fun. I'm trying to keep it light here. Uh, Tony Khan uh, was speaking to The Hollywood Reporter uh, about, and he was asked about whether or not the company was profitable. Uh, and he said that he has... He said, quote, we have a valuation of, well, people have approached me with billion dollar offers. So the business has grown. I'm not turning over huge cash profits. But as we approach the new media rights renewal, that is really the key, not only to weekly profitability and cash flow, but also another large multiplier on top of the business valuation. Later said he wasn't interested in selling. Uh, Issa, a, a Thoughts on Tony Khan? Is this him just sort of trying to talk the game, or do you think that people? Oh no, really... one thousand percent, he's talking the game. That is like uh, the first thing I thought when you gave me that answer. It's like, oh, he's in the hole, and I and that's coming from somebody who worked at corporate. I was a VP of operations for a for a big CEO in New York City, right? And I will never forget. I I was the uh, person analyzing the profit and loss sheet for our. Uh, company. I, I, I ran a small company for this guy who had all kinds of companies and I'll never forget what we had to have the financial meetings with him and how I would try my best to twist the words into not saying, oh, we're in the negative. I would always say, oh, we're going to be making some money when this person and this person signed that contract. So you don't have to worry about nothing. Uh, what you just gave me is, is literally just gave me PTSD to my corporate days because that is exactly how you respond when somebody says, hey, are you guys making money? It is a, it does feel a little 
look, and I'm not, I'm not making fun of Tony. I'm not even, I, I he, that's the right thing. I don't know what his financial. Oh no, he knows is, how to play the game. He's selling the, 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 the interest in that company. That's what you need to do. Yeah. You can't, even if he's losing crazy amounts of money, he can't come out and be like, Oh, we're losing money. I mean, you look at a bunch of companies like Spotify and Netflix and a lot of these companies, they lose money for like decades before they turn a profit, but they're still saying we're worth billions of dollars. We're worth tons of money. That's what you're supposed even to do. Even a small business that's not at the scale of what uh, Tony Khan is running right now, even a small business, uh, the, if you look at the timeline that they give you, it's like two years before you even see your first cent. If you mm -hmm. start, you know, putting into account, you start your own business and, and, you know, before you become profitable, they always tell you, you're going to have to wait a minimum of two years before you actually start seeing some ROI. And of course, they're older than two years, but we did hear from him recently, not recently, I feel like a year ago when we talked about the finances of the company that they were in the negative due to the video game. The video game is now out. Uh, but we have seen a slowdown in the in the ticket sales, at least in the States. I do think that Wembley is going to make a big difference um, for them in, in what they're taking in. But it also, you have to take into consideration how much it's going to cost them to, rust, to run Wembley and what is exactly going to be the net profit of this show. And now I sound like a like I used to work corporate and I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you sound, you sound like Raj. I feel like I'm talking to Raj. <laughs> uh, uh, I miss Raj. But, uh, but uh, it's all stuff that you're right. I personally, like I'm self-employed. And that was when I first left my day-to-day -day job i was like finally i get to do things myself and then it's like okay well you gotta buy this you gotta buy this there's marketing there's equipment there's things like that and oh by the way you still gotta pay rent while you're doing all oh this. yeah and, ki <laughs> and kids having a life goodbye because i am yes. now self-employee and i'm very happy about what i get to do but my time management which i used to be so organized my time management is I, sorry for my French, but it's ass right now. I can't keep track of what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. It's, it's a part of, it comes with the territory, but I'm sure you're happy too. So that that's also well, fun. Well, I always say, I don't, I think I'd be a terrible employee now that I've run my own life for a while. I mean, I run it terribly like you. I, I have no free time, but at the same time, if someone said I need to be in the office by a certain time, that would be very hard for me to deal with. Sometimes now. I'm like, that's what I go to bed, bro. Like, <laughs> you want me to wake up at what time? That's when we're going to sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, there's definitely pros and cons to it. But like we said, if someone asked me what my business is worth, of course I don't want to tell them this big inflated number Correct. and all the same stuff. Uh, the one thing that we know that Tony Khan is, is a businessman. He's run multiple businesses outside of AEW. I know he's going to know how to answer that question and making it sound extremely appealing without telling you the company's still losing money. Yes. Um, so as we get started, let's get into this show uh, and let's talk about this. But before we do, as always, I want to give a shout out to all the buzzards in the chat tonight. Uh, we got John 1111, MDB 999, Bit Milligan, Jason in the chat. Ethan Cruz, Chris, Tommy O, uh, Max Feldman, Ken Kreider, uh, No Bueno crew. Haven't seen you in a few weeks. Good to see you, or at least you haven't chatted on any of the shows I'm on. J.R. Smith, Casey J, Killer a Demon, 669, uh, Randy Diaz, a bunch of you. George, I saw you there. Beer Money as well. Jennifer, uh, Ricky as well. Um, a lot of you smart. You, you post right as I start the roll call, so you know I'm going to shout you out uh make sure to like comment share subscribe all that good stuff again i'm going to try to get to as many chats as you guys can throw at us today um we got like like we got dj evf saying gotta love jack being the host makes all our comments feel important that's exactly what we're gonna do today 
Um, Issa, I want to start with the, the top of the show, and this is what most of the comments have been so far. I've been starring a few of them. We start the show, 10 bell salute, everyone on the stage, even Rowan was out there. Um, and uh, we get video packages that are just beautifully done. Uh, I, I held it together through most of it, I'll be honest. But then when I saw the sign that says he still has the whole world in his hands, I was like, oh, it got me. It totally got me. Um, I WWE is so good at these kind of things. And it's, it's, it's almost a shame to say that because it's such a sad thing, but they do these so well. Um, what were your thoughts watching this opening part of the show? I feel very proud of you because it sounds like you kept it together for a lot longer than me. As I shared at the beginning of the show, Bray is one of my favorites and, and I struggle today with, and, and I know I saw a lot of people talking about it on social media. Like, should I feel this distraught over someone that I didn't really know or wasn't family? Like, you know, you're grieving someone that you didn't know. But I, I, I watch a lot of Bray Wyatt things today and, and I got emotional watching that so that I could go live on my watch along and kind of keep it together. I couldn't. And, and I tell you, the part that broke me into tears was when they show the Firefly Funhouse uh, in the video, in the middle of the video package, and you see smiley sweater blaze saying, Welcome to the Firefly Funhouse. I'll just never forget how in innovative that felt to me the first time that I saw a Firefly Funhouse and seeing Bray so happy. And that first episode didn't show any signs of darkness and how you saw that character just evolving to the fiend. Like that is just going to be something that it will live with me forever. And I, I, I just, I, I love that. I love The Fiend. I love Firefly Funhouse, but I love all versions of Bray. So when they show him saying welcome to the Firefly Funhouse was when I personally lost it. Um, and I don't, I was doing a wash along and there was like probably not a dry teen, you know, eye in the chat. It's very hard to, to like get people to understand. I feel like I, I can't think of a, celebrity death like I think Kobe hit me very hard he was my favorite basketball player and I played basketball in high school so I looked up to him but I can't tell you that I've had one hit me the way that this one is hitting me and I don't know if anybody in the chat can relate I can't I can't understand what I'm going through I keep going through this process of watching it and enjoying like trying to do the smile because it happened but the second that I think that we're not gonna see anything else from Bray Wyatt in the future that's when I get choked up you know what I mean? Like, it's almost yeah. like he's on a break. He's dealing with an illness. He'll be back. That's what we all knew up to this point. And I even remember uh, a report not too long ago saying that he was making progress towards getting better. Like, this is just not, and, and we don't want this for anybody, right? But it's just not what anybody expected to be talking about. And again, I just can't get to the point of the fact that we know we're not going to see anything else from him on tv anymore it just doesn't seem real to me it's something that i thought uh ethan cruz here in the chat i wanted to pull his out uh says someone we didn't know no way he was really glad to be our friend that is a friendship that will never end never I, ever end i uh, did had uh the most amazing interaction with bray and that's the picture that i chose to share because this wasn't an interview this wasn't anything of what we do i got a chance to meet bray at wrestlecon in dallas and I was running around all over WrestleCon looking for him because I arrived a little bit later and I thought that I had missed. He had a signing, but it was like specific hours. And I found him and I was like, oh my God, I found you. I was like, you're the only reason why I'm here. And he was like, it's okay, you know. But then me and him just started talking and we had like a 10 minute conversation about horror movies. 
This wasn't about Bray. This wasn't about, because this is what he was being rumored to be filming something, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what are you filming? It's a classic slasher. Or are you going into that BS modern horror? And then he started giving me like, like this lesson about how modern horror can still work, like the classic horror. And I'm a big horror movie fan, which would also click why I love Bray so much. But we went out. and had, yeah, we went and had this crazy conversation for like almost 10 minutes just about horror movies and I was just so impressed by the way that he treated me and the way that he was talking to me like he's known me his whole life and I'm one of his friends that he talks scary movies with. The thing that will forever sit with me is this is before his return and of course I take the picture and as a fan, I'm not not wrestling in Ron Lee line, as a Bray Wyatt fan, I said you have to come back, right? And he said to me, he's like it feels like I should. I don't think that that's how my story with WWE should finish. So when I think about that conversation and how we ended the conversation, all I can think is at least he got to come back, you know, and, and we got to see him have that incredible combat at Extreme Rules. But at that time, I left WrestleCon thinking, oh, Bray's coming home. Like, I know a lot of people were speculating, maybe AEW would pick him up, this and that. I, I knew for certain at that time that Bray would come back. If he came back to wrestling, it would be with WWE. And I'm glad that he got a better ending to his story with WWE than where we were at a year and something ago with his story. And it makes that promo when he came back so powerful, too. That one right. where he was talking about how he was going through stuff and how thankful he was to be able to come back. And I do want to say about uh, you know us not knowing him, I think the thing with wrestler deaths, and a lot of people are talking about some of the ones that hit them like Eddie Guerrero in the past is we, even if you've never met these people, they're people who we let into our lives every single week and we cheer for them and whether they're characters or who they are, it's, it's some, they're people we cheer for. They're people that we embrace. They're people we boo. And we go through these big emotional roller coasters every single week with them. And so maybe we don't know them, but there's something about them that is a part of us. And so when we lose them, it does hurt. It does feel like we lose something personal. And so I don't think anyone should feel bad if this is something that has really hurt them or really affected them or if they do feel really sad. Because it is. I just a, see, I saw a couple of comments and a couple of people saying like, you know, like, why are you crying over somebody you never met or this or that? And I'm like, it's so much more than that. And there's a reason why I'm glad that we're here tonight talking about it. There is a reason why I decided to try to keep it together and go live. It was to give wrestling fans a platform to get together in a chat and talk about it. Because a lot of times I feel like maybe the outside world is not going to get us on this one. But I feel like people that are hardcore wrestling fans the way that we are like you said we let them let them in no pun intended we let them in every week i feel like i needed to create something where people could just come together and 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 go through their emotions you know but Mm -hmm. i i feel like a lot of times i i saw some comments and, and they kind of got to me but again i'm very vulnerable i don't know how to i don't know how to behave right now like i don't know what i'm feeling i don't know what i'm going through and i still believe it or not don't feel like it's something for me um, like it's, it's a weird grieving process. When I got the text message from a friend, it was a screenshot of the Triple H tweet. I thought mm-hmm. it was a fake screenshot. I was like, this is a hoax. I immediately opened X and looked up Triple H so that I could see it from myself because I was just not buying the screenshot that I had just read. Like the whole thing, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, I love Bray. I, I would always love Bray. And he's actually fun fact my mom's favorite if you don't know where i get my wrestling passion from where my mom loves wrestling maybe more than me 
and she loves Bray. So believe it or not, my first instinct after I found out the news was to call her because I didn't want her to find out through uh, through social media because then she would have been like, isn't this what you do for a living? And you couldn't tell me. I could already hear her yelling at me. But yeah, it was called my mom. My mom, 68 years old, loves Bray. If that doesn't tell you how many people Bray and the range of people that he connected with, like that's crazy to me. Uh, J.R. Smith, and oh, actually, I want to say Fat Matt first. Sorry, J.R. Smith. Fat Matt had an actual uh, super chat. Says, I ran out of Kleenex 30 minutes in. Rest in peace. Funk you and Bray. Um, I, I would say Bray Wyatt, when he first debuted um, with the Eater of Worlds thing um, on the main roster, and there were those video packages were showing up. And at that time, I, I wasn't really following NXT as much at that point. So like, this was a new character to me when he came up to the main roster. And I, these video packages started debuting. And I love showing wrestling to people who don't watch wrestling and say, what do you think of this? And when I started seeing these, like, I've never been more excited to be like, look at this. What yep. is this? This is so crazy and different. And they're like, he's a wrestler? He's going to, like, who's he? Like, and people would get into it and interested in it because, you know, you know, us wrestling fans, sometimes we get in this, like, tunnel, you know, focus. And we're like, this is what wrestling's supposed to look like or maybe we'll like things that don't really make sense because we get wrestling or whatever. And so I like to show it to people who don't know. And even they were like, what is this? Looks, this looks like a movie. Who is this? What is this thing? And uh, I knew right then he was going to be such a big creative And a difference force. and a difference influence. Right. I, I yeah. hear also a story of my watch alone today about how I had that corporate job we were just talking about. So when Crown Jewel aired, as you know, it was on a Thursday during the day. So I'm sitting in my nice office and I have, crown jewel on the tv in the lobby and i remember one of my coworkers who never watches wrestling this is the fiend against seth rollins right mm -hmm. he never watches wrestling i'm so into this they're like you're not even in your office you're sitting in the lobby watching this and they're so the guy looks at me he's a higher up i believe he was a coo and he goes so we're rooting for this guy right he points at seth and i'm like no we're rooting for the fiend and he's like wait you're rooting for the demon and i'm like He's like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to root for that guy? He looks evil. And I'm like, it's, it's a wrestling thing. You wouldn't understand. We want the demon guy to win, okay? <laughs> you wouldn't. It's like that uh, Joker meme where it's like, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, uh, right. If it, literally, I wanted to walk away and be like, you wouldn't understand. But at the end of the day, we want the scary looking guy to win. His face was so bright that he was like, what? that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, it makes sense to me, okay? <laughs> Uh, J.R. Smith here at the chat. I got back to you, J.R. Says, uh, hello, Jack and Issa. Tonight was incredibly sad. I ended the show in tears. Mad respect for all wrestling promotions to slow the show and recognize the magnitude of the losses this week. Um, it, it just always, just going back to that that opening thing, um, I, I want to give the crowd their flowers, too. The way they were singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. Just the right amount, I think. Like they even understood the moment and they were quiet when they needed to be quiet. They sang when they should sing. They let, it was just a. The fireflies, the lights, you know, the uh, buzzers were on full force. And the fact that they had Rowan out there, I thought was just very touching <gasps> oh. and very cool of them to do. Him and Throwman, like when I saw them, yeah. it was heartbreaking. Uh, um, shout out stalking you with the dog emoji. Always getting those. Uh, speaking of the dog emoji, um, yeah, this, I'll be honest, it, it hit, as you know, and, and some people know, my dog passed away recently. And ever since then, I've definitely been more like in tune, I guess, with, with the idea of loss and things like that. And so 
uh, hearing this stuff, it, I'll be it emotionally hit me pretty hard too. Just like, wow, this is someone we're never going to see again. And one of the things about Bray that always stuck me, and I said this on Twitter, but everyone talks about how creative he was, but I think the thing that really separated him from everyone else is not only did he have this great imagination, but he sort of forced us, the viewers, to have a better imagination because you couldn't put him in the box and say, well, he's going to do this and he's going to have the match the pay-per-view and that's going to lead to... like He was so different that whenever I... he did something and you'd see like whatever, like the let me in, you'd be like, well, what does that mean? What's like, And you have to use your own imagination. And he, the way he got into our brains... I think is something that separates yes. him from anybody. Yes, I 1000% I agree with you. I, I shared with you like when I started really watching and I remember going back to watch some of the Wyatt family debuted and all that because I wasn't watching them, but I started watching shortly after. It was late 2013, early 2014 when I really got back into WWE wrestling. But um, soon after that, he did that anyone but you roman uh feud yeah. which i absolutely love which culminated in their amazing hell in a cell match that's a must watch for me for anybody looking for Bray wyatt matches to watch right now and he was cutting off the eyes and the mouth from roman reigns and i remember seeing that and that's when i went back and watched everything i could watch from the wyatt family that i have missed up to that point because he captivated it but th when i had that moment that you said that he's gonna make you think outside of the box is again the firefly funhouse i'll just never forget when that with the first time i saw that pop up and me thinking what are we watching what is this and i couldn't help even though there was no teeth of anything dark to think this is gonna lead to something bad like i was like this is a bad idea this is gonna lead to something bad um and i just i'll never forget seeing around social media people it's like wtf what is this what are we watching this and that and i i was the one thinking let it play out i have a feeling this is going to be one of the greatest things that we see and whether you smile or frown a little bit on how the thing was handled later on from the debut of the firefly phone house to the first time he showed up on raw attack finn balor to that entrance at SummerSlam, like the fact that he can go from the cult leader and we're all thinking like oh brace never going to be better than that and completely reinvent himself to this a completely different character and he got it over like great yeah he will make you think outside of the box to the point that you're rooting for the fiend who's supposed to be a super evil character we found ourselves rooting for him how <laughs> it's it was absolutely incredible and, and benjamin maximus blessman jr says uh bray wyatt tribute on smackdown had me in tears seeing zelina crying and rowan and braun Strowman. i shed some tears uh, Max Feldman uh, also says, uh, I can't comprehend Funk and Bray back to back. The Bray, at, uh, the Bray, the last time the wrestling world was shocked was the passing of Eddie. Um, that was also very, very sad, obviously. And uh, Chris Evans saying the scene with him brushing his little girl's hair crushed me. Uh, it it does remind like the, I, the scene I, at the end where they have the rocking chair and the light that just closes in on it was that was absolutely heartbreaking uh, to watch that. And something about Bray that I think will stand out as well to me is uh, I used to work for a company called After Buzz TV. They don't cover wrestling anymore. But uh, me, uh, my buddy Flobo, uh, who maybe sounds like he's going to be joining us in the future. I'll, I'll so tease bad. that later. Um, uh, and Evan Mack, who went on to go be a part of the bump for WWE. It was before we all really got going. And we, would, we were talking about we were talking about wrestling on this show. And we would talk about it for an hour, much like we do here. Uh, but then I remember we'd, we'd be in this dumpy little studio in North Hollywood. And afterwards, we'd spend like an hour and a half afterwards. Like, well, so wait, if this is the fun house. And we would just keep like 
trying to pick it apart. Well, what if it's this? What? And we were just, our, our brains were just going all over the place with what this could be. And it was like, that's really one of the magic of, of wrestling is that it got us talking. Like I was back in school with my buddies after the attitude era or something. Go, well, what about this? Let's, let's talk about that. You know, and who's going to be involved. What does this mean? What's the inside? And I, again, I know we can all have our opinions about how things went that were out of everyone's control, but it's just this, this guy and this character, I think, um, was incredible. KCJ, by the way, AfterBuzz fan. Hey, shout out KCJ. I, love, I liked AfterBuzz a lot. I actually found you in the wrestling part because I'm a, I'm a reality TV show junkie. So AfterBuzz showed up in my recommended because of their Big Brother and Survivor coverage. And then I remember watching one of those and then all of a sudden I see a wrestling one pop up. And I was like, I had no idea that AfterBuzz even covered any kind of wrestling, but yeah, former former after boss viewer myself. Um, yeah, it's oh, thank you. That's I mean, I wish we had more of you. Maybe that's it's still be doing. <laughs> uh, I think it was the 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 pandemic is what eventually closed them down. The pandemic over. killed a lot of a lot of things for a lot of people. But it's why I came here. That's because after buzz closed down so that's got me talking to raj but ricky zaldivar i remember jack you went live after raw i was one of the raw guys and kcj saying uh johnny quasto i get to work with johnny at uh, a few things now as well so we are still in contact but uh like i said i want to keep some of these going uh james curtis mentioned the chair in the light uh also said there was an immense amount of love poured into this episode from all sides you you really could tell everyone is we'll go through all, everything but you absolutely could tell that everyone felt like they wanted to do right this episode. Yeah, and he just, I don't know, you can see the people of, like, the faces of people when they show Braun and Rowan, you could just see that they were just distraught and you just feel so much hurt for them, especially Rowan, especially Braun. He's one of, uh, I believe he's Bray's son, God, um, Godparent. It's just crazy to think they just, we just deal with the loss of Brody and you think of the, of the Wyatt family specifically, which is a lot of people love that version of Bray. And just to think that we lost two of the originals and the greatest, like it's just life is too short guys. So hug your loved ones, call someone, tell them you love them. We love all of you guys watching us and supporting. Just make sure that you're spreading the love because everything can be taken away from you so soon. And, and this moment should help you reflect on that as well. Um, George says, uh, whatever WWE pays those employees that do all the hard work, they deserve a raise. Whoever put those video packages together tonight, especially that trivia for both Terry Funk and Bray, man, that was so well put together. And you have people that have so much content, like Bray gave us so many moments, so much content. How do you sit there and take all of that and decide to edit it into a video package? Uh, it was brilliant, the work that they did tonight. Yes, they deserve a raise. I want to give a shout out to uh, Michael Cole, by the way, who had to be the opener after the 10 bell salute and explain, or I think before the 10 bell salute, but so his balance of being professional and clear and adding weight, but adding empathy, mm-hmm. like Michael Cole, he's starting to get the, his flowers. He's, now, he's one but, of the greatest in my opinion. Yeah. I think there's a lot of times, a long time where I think he got flack because he he went through some tough periods, I think, where he was trying to be like the heel and like he yeah. was trying to follow up after Jim Ross. And so those are big shoes to fill. But Michael Cole really is one of the best. He is. I, I, I love and respect what Michael Cole does. And again, as somebody that went back and watched a lot of brave moments um, since yesterday and today, a lot of these big moments were called by Michael Cole. 
-hmm. Michael Cole was, you know, the, the, the Bray Wyatt era has been the Michael Cole era. So if you go back and listen to all of these humongous moments that Bray had, even from the what the hell was that after the first Firefly Funhouse, it's all Michael Cole. And he has to keep that level of professionalism and keep that straight face. And you can't help but to wonder, he's got to be feeling it too. He's got to oh. be feeling it too. And the way that they have to put their emotions aside and, and give us a show is crazy to me and, and respect to all of them. Yeah. Uh, Majestic Marie says, uh, long time no see, Jack. Hi, Issa, baby. My dad and I saw one of Bray's last matches at SmackDown in February. Chilling, nothing but love to his family and Terry Funks. Uh, Majestic Marie, good to see you again, uh, by the way. And, and Huffman Elite Training with the Super Chat says, back in February, my family and I went to WWE House Show here in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight Lights Out rematch is great. I have picks and vids. Um, yeah, I, I went to the Royal Rumble. That's where he had that televised wise. That was his last match as well. The pitch uh, black with LA Knight. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's, um, it's one of those things where, again, I always say, if you get the chance to see someone live, go see them. You never, you know, you never know. And when it's your last chance, you're going to get to see them. And it's... Um, I mean, you, you, you try to be positive, like you said at the beginning about happy that we got to see it, happy we got to live through it. I do think that this is going to be one of those things. I'm going to be very old. This is very wrestling historian of me, but it, it reminds me a bit of Magnum TA, who was a guy who was up and coming. He was going to be the next big thing and his career was cut short. And there's always been a what if about him. And I think that there's always going to be that about Bray Wyatt. What if he kept going? What if he was able to do these other things? But I, I for me... Firefly Funhouse was cool. Fiend was cool. But that Wyatt family eater of worlds, I think is going to be one of those things that wrestling looks back on forever. The way we look back on the NWO, the way we look back on DX, the way we look back on the horsemen, the way there's just certain groups that are just part of wrestling culture forever. And I think he is ingrained in there. So many cool moments. I just watched the one where, uh, I mean, just almost chills where the, the shield and, and the Wyatt family, like, get go like head to head in the ring for the first time. And uh, they like, you know, shield comes to the crowd, white yeah. family on the ramp. And then shield goes to the ring, white family to the ring and then shield in the ring. You know what I mean? And like, they get closer, yeah. closer. And then of course the why it's back away. Cause they're the heels, but it was like, God, this is so perfect. I, absolutely I watched the, um, I watched the segment with the kids. Remember when the kids were singing the whole wide world to John oh. Cena? Oh my God. It's just, Bray gave us so many moments, so many moments. WWE uh, YouTube is doing an excellent job at putting playlists together. Also, if you guys, obviously, if you have the WWE Network, if you're not in the United States, you can still just search your favorite superstar and you'll get a list. But Peacock has added a Bray Wyatt tab. So if you're watching it on Peacock, you can go into this Bray Wyatt tab and he has some of his greatest matches. Not all of them are on there, but I'm pretty sure they're still building this or at least somebody needs to add that Hell in a Cell with Roman Reigns or I will do it myself. Anyways, uh, just... There's all kinds of Bray Wyatt content to consume out there. 
I I was a fan of all the braids. Uh, even the last one, I know some people went back and forth with it, but because of what you alluded to earlier, we got that promo, and he said, this is a side of me you guys have never seen before. I'm just being with him right now. And we never mm-hmm. seen Braze speak of himself to us. He always was behind a mask, behind a character. So I would always appreciate that on that last run, we did get him to just talk to us as himself. Yes. Oh, I love all the versions of him. But I do think that... I think that the Wyatt family, and again, I, you you know my the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend host a very special spot in my heart. I think that both of those will be talked about for years to come about how how much they change the the way that we do things. Yeah, just uh, incredibly talented and uh, very very sad to have to have this as part of the news. Um, but we got uh, the rest of the show to talk about. And we're going to talk about that. Um, one of the things that WWE does so well, and I, I mentioned this on Twitter as well, uh, but I think it, it needs to be repeated, is they structure their shows so well. And it's they definitely don't just throw things together. And you could see it here. I thought this was so brilliantly done, the way they, they have the 10-bell salute. Very heavy, very sad. But then it cuts to, again... Michael Cole, one of the best. And he says, the thing about Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt is they wanted nothing but to entertain you. And that's what we are going to do. And as we kick things off with Rey Mysterio, and I think, I know it's not an accident that they transitioned from this heavy thing, reminding us that today it's about entertainment and celebration, and then bringing out one of the most beloved wrestlers of all time to put a smile back on our faces. And of course, he's beating a guy that, us internet fans, we love because we all hate, we all love the jerks. But uh, as a, as a, if, from a story standpoint, someone we would love to see this good guy beat up. And that's exactly what we got. And I think WWE just nailed this. No, just 1000% they did. They picked the exact right match to start with the, the, the great result. It was actually a quite an entertaining match. Uh, they, they went back and forth. The back and forth was great. They wrestled, I believe. So they, they're starting to get really good with the in-ring chemistry. Uh, we didn't give a mic to, to Grayson Waller. We just let him go out there via heel that needed to get beat up for our entertaining and to kind of like uh, help us sign up the mood. Wrestling yeah. has always been a uh, one of the reasons, and I know that Bray also posted like a nice little note. I reposted it today about what wrestling means and how it gives us hope. And I have always told people that for me, wrestling is an escape. I escape all of reality, those two, three hours that I'm watching wrestling. So I'm glad that while it was a tough day for all of us, they still say, hey, let's do what we do better, distract, entertain, and give you some enjoyment. And and I did think that starting the show with this match after after such an emotional and heavy moment was the right decision. Yeah, I remember it, it, it takes me back to, for a long time when I was younger, I didn't know about, like, like when I was younger, like Owen Hart died. And I remember thinking they should have just ended the show. And like certain things happened. I'm not going to say what they should have or shouldn't have done then. But now I remember when COVID first started and it was this weird, scary time And AEW, I think it was the first show that at least I watched without fans uh, after everything shut down. And I remember as weird as it was, I was like, this is an escape I still needed and how powerful oh, it was. And I think 1, that was this today. Like I- I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to go out there and mourn their friend, but then also, by the way, go work, <laughs> you yeah. know? But they did exactly what they should have. And this was just a fun, feel-good match. And I think both guys did great. Of course, uh, Theory came out. Escobar was out there uh, to keep storylines going. But for the most part, 
just a fun It was just entertainment, but they still tease the fact, hey, the United States title. Did you even notice that Ray didn't even come out with the title? That's how you could tell this was an exhibition match. He's just here to help people forget about the world right now. Um, I love that you brought that up because I always tell people, by the way, that I lost a lot of things throughout the pandemic. Things got weird, but the one thing that I didn't lose is wrestling. And whether people want to criticize it for being good or bad, it was there in a time where everybody bailed out on us. Football bailed out on us. Basketball, baseball, everybody bounced. But wrestling kept going for us. And my God, did we need it at that time. And to pay homage to Bray again. Some of the greatest cinematographic uh, matches that we got were provided to us by him. So look at that. Yeah, that Firefly Inferno match. I posted a, a clip, uh, two photos about how that was one of the most visually crazy things we've seen on wrestling with Randy Orton RKOing him while he's on fire. Like, yes. like, like <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, wrestling would always... Randy the guy. <laughs> 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 Randy killed the guy. No, well, he actually really did. that escalated really fast. <laughs> but the visual of that was crazy when he freaking lights the whole thing on fire. Something we would have not gone away with doing without, you know, the Thunderdome era. We're going off topic here, but just to bring it back to Bray because it's crazy how many things he brought out of that era that were so good and work with that character. I don't know that John Cena against. The Fiend would have been as good at a real WrestleMania as the Firefly Funhouse match was. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, no, you're right. And, and the thing, again, I think that's just what's so great about Bray Wyatt is, it, and that's where I think you could see a lot of different people during that era. Some of them are like, well, no, this is how wrestling is, where I think Bray Wyatt said, oh, no, this just opened we everything have, up. Yeah, this Let's, is like, we got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world. <laughs> Why can't you light me on fire? They won't see that we switch it. They won't know, you know? I, like Maybe we if stuff. we get a Bray Wyatt documentary, we'll see the behind the scenes of the shooting of that. Because uh, that had to be maddening. I know that they, they there was some rumors about how many times it took to shoot some of the some of the things because they would have to get out of the way, put the fire out. Like I would love to see a behind the scenes on how they made that and did anybody get burned? Like at least a tiny burn somewhere. Yeah. It must happen. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would love to see a Bray Wyatt documentary, but side note, I'd love to see some positive wrestling documentaries, ones that end with happy endings. Why are they all sad? There's good stories in wrestling too, you know? Um yeah. Ricky Zaldivar, by the way, had a chat I wanted to highlight here. Uh, says Bray Wyatt should go in the Hall of Fame next year. I would be shocked if he, if doesn't. he doesn't. Yeah. That, that would be, be emotional, though. Oh, it's going to be so emotional. Um, his dad probably inducting him. Yeah, and you have to have JoJo and the babies come out and accept. Oh, my God. I'll I'll lose my, my I mind. I'll, I'll, I I'll, I'll be a baby if that happens uh mm-hmm. justine says jack and isa i'm sad and heartbroken in my opinion no one can no. replace bray no, he's a once in a lifetime kind of performer but again smile because it happened smile yeah. because we had him i know that's hard to say because i'm even the person that's having a hard time dealing with the fact that we won't get any more from him but i posted it on twitter today everybody knows that how i got started was by posting wrestling reactions and bray wyatt is a person that i love doing reactions for because he gave us those moments that we all live for that's like i owe a lot of what i do to him because he is somebody that i just always love enjoy reacting to because he knew he got it he understood you know and those are the kind of moments that you wait for and you live for so it's it's i get it but just smile because it happened because when i try to think about the positive side of what we got with bray man i'm so thankful that i was here for the entire run and the entire craziness and rise that he took us on I um 
this is going to be kind of weird, but I always say there's this thing with uh, science where energy, now you can't create or destroy energy. It's always just right. spreading and changing. And so I like to think that Bray Wyatt's energy isn't gone. It's just now spread out through everybody. And we're going to see future generations that are inspired by him. And we're going to see little bits of Bray Wyatt in wrestlers throughout the world over the coming years. And it'll just be something that we'll get to enjoy. And it'll be really cool to see, just like we've seen Shawn Michaels super kicks uh, take over everything. And, you know, we've seen NWO in the Bullet Club. and Bring the spider kicks. walks and the sister Abigails, please. Yeah, yes. And so <laughs> I think this, he's, he's, He's changed, but he's not gone. We're going to see a lot more of him, I think, just in different ways, if that makes sense. Um, yep. uh, EO Sky has a match with Zelina Vega for the title. Uh, EO Sky gets the win. Uh, but what I loved about this is, one, Zelina Vega is getting TV time, and I think that that's always good. Uh, EO Sky is getting TV time. That's always good. But I like that they gave us a reason, that they've highlighted, hey, Zelina, Zelina Vega beat her twice. Beat her twice. She should get a title shot. Uh, any thoughts on this part? Yeah, it made perfect sense that Selena will get the title shot here. I was surprised they still did the match, um, and I'm glad that they did. I love Selena with the big braid, her arm. We saw Bailey come out with braid on her arm thingy, so uh, we saw the, the the little everybody paying homage. Um, I thought that Selena looked great in this match. But the thing with Selena is that she has been looking great every time she steps foot into the ring. She's she's on a she's on an upward right now. Of her in ring has improved so much, but she keeps taking L's, and and that is going to start affecting her at one point or another. Now, her being an undersized competitor, you would always are going to root for her and maybe not be shocked that she takes the loss. But I would love to see her because she had that huge moment of backlash. And I know that we ever capitalized from it outside of giving her more TV time. I would love to see for Selena to have another huge moment like when she won Queen of the Ring. Just something because uh, she would eventually start losing momentum if you keep just bringing her out to lose. Yeah, I always say it's the my buddy Evan actually coined this. I'm stealing it from him. But uh, it's like the Dolph Ziggler rule. Dolph Ziggler is fantastic. Great. Everything checks every box. But. He loses every time. So at some point, I'm just not going to buy into him. And I think Zelina's got to be careful about that. And I'd, I'd love to see them have her have a few rivalries with some kind of easy wins, you know, with all due respect, like Natty, Natalia, like she doesn't win very often, but she's a legend. So it's right. okay. have her maybe beat Emma, have her beat some people that like, you know, she can get some wins over and get moving a little bit and then get up to that championship category. Cause it feels like, she gets hot and then they go title match, but she's not ready to win. So she loses title match, but she's going to lose. Right. You know what I mean? Like we need right. to get some of that momentum built up. So at least for her sense. size, her title matches are being competitive. I thought she was extremely competitive against Rhea at backlash. And she was, she had a lot of action. There was a, she, I would dare say she dominated for the majority of this match until the match went to the outside and EO slammed her against the steel steps. And that's when she lost her way here. Um, I will say, and I'm going to nitpick on commentary here because when Selena came out, and maybe I'm just being biased, you know, I might know Selena, so I got to stick up for my girl. But <laughs> commentary was just so random about the headset. They were like, she has get done streaming. Oh, I think that's an anime thing or something. And it's just like, everybody that knows Selena knows what she's about. Why not put over the fact that she does stream? She has a very successful Twitch channel. You could have put over the fact that her and Dakota Kai are about to start a podcast. Like, you could have done so much with the fact that she's trying to mix in her outside of WWE personality with her WWE thing. 
So yeah, that's nitpicking. But I hated the way they reacted towards the fact that she was wearing says me with the cat ears. Yes. You see what you see why that yes. will bother me. <laughs> yes. Not only are you guys friends, but it felt like a personal attack against yeah. you there. Like I'm like, what's wrong with streamers, man? <laughs> uh, it's the uh, but no, I will say this maybe in the weeds a little bit. But on commentary, if one person doesn't get it, the other person needs to at least pretend they do. Yeah, but otherwise, Corey Graves was like, oh, I think it's an anime thing or something, and he's like, an anime. Thing or something she's actually pretty huge in that world as well like look it yeah. up bros <laughs> right like even if you don't know what it is you should be like, hey i think it looks cool one of you needs to say i think it looks cool but when both yeah. of them are like all three of them are like i don't know what that weird thing is then it just makes yeah. it seem like yeah what is that weird thing but if one of them at least goes no it looks cool it's a style thing you wouldn't get it then everyone's like, oh, okay mm -hmm. maybe it's a style thing right uh, right <laughs> i will say all due respect i think based on their age group i don't think they're <laughs> plugged into that world but i can understand why michael cole doesn't get it but uh they have twitter okay she tweets a lot about her channel and all this so come on <laughs> i would pay good money to see michael cole uh on twitch with those head with those ears on playing games <laughs> Or but, watching a Selena Vega stream, reading the yeah. chat, not understanding 90% of the references <laughs> being made in it. <laughs> I would pay good money for that, WWE. So just so you know. Um, uh, Steven in the chat, super chat, by the way, says, when The Fiend made his entrance at... Uh, um, was it SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Summer I'm such a bad wrestling host. I, I was SummerSlam like, 2019. I, I was, was going to say SummerSlam, uh, but then I was like, wait a minute, was it Survivor Series? And then no, I it wasn't. Uh, SummerSlam thought, in Toronto. I can give you all the deets, my friend. That's the next <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> I know. Totally exposed, Jack. Um, I, I've always said I'm very bad with remembering dates and locations of things. So, like, I I find myself too that I am too, but not when it comes to my favorites. Like if you give me some Roman Reigns 101, I'm going to get it right. Like Bray Wyatt, I'm going to get it right. You know, there's some people that I just remember everything. Yeah. This one I particularly remember because I posted about it today as well. It's one of my most viewed videos on my channel. It was, um, I had a viewing group watching that SummerSlam. So I had the theater room in my apartment complex at the time. And I had like 10 people there, but what makes it funny is that he has, I don't know how many thousands of views he has, but we turned the lights off because remember how he comes off with the lights off? Yeah. And like a hundred thousand people still watch the video just to hear what we were saying as the Phoenix making his entrance because we're all so shocked. But I was like, yeah. how is one of my most viewed video, a video that's completely in the dark <laughs> the entire time? <laughs> Like, I'm kind of offended that you like the video that you can't see me in. Uh, no, but like when I when I go back and watch it myself, I, I listen because you can hear like everybody react as things get revealed. Like when we see the head in the lantern, like, you know, that was such an iconic moment. I'll never that will live in my head rent free forever. The um, I, I like my favorite match of all time. Uh, one of them, I always flip flop, but one of them is Hogan versus The Rock. I know it was mm -hmm. WrestleMania. I could not tell you which one or where it was to save my life i could guess i know that's my favorite one i know it's wrestlemania i couldn't tell you the number or the uh the location actually i might not know is it a 17 i think it's 17 x7 whatever they called it i don't was know i don't know i thought it was later than that was I, it? It was like I don't 22. even know oh, i don't know see but you're mentioning two that are not my favorites i couldn't tell you this but see that's what i mean like and I, now i gotta I just, look I'm, it up <laughs> people are like jack you should now like i gotta look it up Oh, no, it, was, it was 18. It was 18. Okay, it was close enough. Was, was it 18? Enough. It was that yeah, long ago? I God. just Googled it. We're so, we're so old, so Jack. Old. 
Jeez. We're so uh, old, we shouldn't know what Selena Vega was wearing on her yeah. head tonight. Yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Brett Murphy said 18. I would have guessed, honestly, like 23 is what I would have thought it was. See, I'm bad. I'm terrible at that Please. stuff. Please. Um, uh, Justine says, I'm heartbroken. Never got to see Bray Wyatt live. Um, yeah, that would have been cool to see him live. Is his, I wish I was thinking, I wish we had another WrestleMania with him because he's so his WrestleMania. He did WrestleMania up. 32, which was incredible. I posted a video of my POV. I know he came out just for that segment with The Rock, but what was impressive was that you didn't even need the stadium lights. When they turned the lights off for the Wyatt family coming out and all the fireflies like turned their cell phones on, the whole stadium was lit up. I also posted the one from WrestleMania 33. That's when he had that weird cockroach match in the ring with randy orton but he yeah. came out as the champion that was another one that was like i never i recorded his entrance every single time i saw him live i was always so mind blown by the effect of everybody shining up their their phones and i can't help but to think that entrance was cool either way like if you even think about it let's say fans didn't get behind him just the visual of the entire stadium off and just seeing the lantern come down on its own would be cool. But the fact that the fans said, no, we're going to, you know, light up the way for you. Like, I, I I, was taking a trip down memory lane on my phone of all the times that I saw him live. And I realized, I was like, well, A, I'm lucky that I got to see him live as much as I did. And B, my God, I recorded that entrance every single time. I had like 20 Bray Wyatt entrances on my phone. <laughs> they're so cool, though. They're they're so good. And um. Jane Young, by the way, thanks for thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, if thank I you, don't, James. if I don't see a comment from you, just keep posting. I'll make sure to read it for sure. Uh, Epic Games uh, says his presence will always be felt. Felt, um, and then Killer of Demon says, just wanted to say I cried last night over Bray, and then my brother who passed three years ago, and Daphne whose two year anniversary uh, of her death is next Friday. Very very rough time. Sorry to hear that. Kod. Um, but thank you for spending your time with us and hopefully we can make you feel better for a little bit. Uh, and then sort of Rican, uh, says, Sorta Rican. <laughs> that's a great name. Uh, says Olaf from New Jersey. Uh, a sad couple of passings. Bray Wyatt, uh, could track and follow the extreme wrestling route back to Terry Funk, Mick Foley, even the sea influences of taker of in taker of funk. Uh, yeah, lots of Terry Funk. Absolutely incredibly influential and in fact that leads us to our next spot um uh cody rhodes comes out and he talks about terry funk and bray wyatt and he says that they earn the right to be called cowboys which i thought was so cool uh then he talked about how he gave so many people the rub including an entire company i think alluding to ecw uh and then we get another great video package oh. Um, so good. Yeah. Tell me about the video package. Uh, Issa. I know we talked a bit about Terry Funk uh, already earlier this week, but just any other uh, things you'd like to add? I just wanted to say, um, and maybe I need to look this up, but is Terry Funk the OG of wrestlers going to Hollywood? I know he came back. I know he never left us. But if you really go back and think, is, is Terry Funk the OG of wrestlers being being snatched up by Hollywood? Think about it. Um, that, that's how I remember uh, knowing Terry Funk first was through the movies, then through wrestling. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's a good question because I don't before know. Before The Hogan... Rock, before I... John Cena, there was Terry Funk, baby. Was Ho was Hogan? <laughs> when was Hogan's first movie? The Gremlins, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, it's so funny. Actually, I that is actually for real the first time I ever saw Hulk Hogan was in Gremlins too. Fun fact. Really? <laughs> Yeah, he had a segment where he's at the movie theater and the gremlins are like taking over the movie theater and he gets all mad about it. Yeah. Uh, 
thank you, MDB999. Um, I think you just say that because I say your name fully every time I say your name. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, Max Feldman saying he was in Roadhouse. Uh, I love him in Roadhouse. But it's funny yeah. enough, randomly, I actually watched Over the Top uh, just a few months ago. And I was like, I, I forgot he was in it. And I was like, hey, Terry Funk's in Those times he would show up in a movie that you're like, wait, Terry Funk was in there? <laughs> But you know uh, what my favorite thing about this segment was? Uh, going back to Cody, was his story that he said that he told when he was little he heard somebody call his dad an ex-sucking dog. And he thought a fight was about to break down and then he realized it was Terry Funk calling him that. Always love hearing those kind of stories. How cool must have been to be Cody Rose and grow up in that kind of, you know, of, of environment. It had to be the coolest. I think, you know, we just saw Young Rock. I bet you could do a Young Cody and have a lot of funny interesting stories that came out of that for sure all right uh, chill. one of my uh one of my favorite things uh i was a big ecw fan back in the day and of course terry funk was instrumental in in that and something that got me a little emotional uh back when ecw was closing is one of the last shows that it may have been the last show they did a like a video package of the history of ecw and they did rage against the machine song renegades of funk and i was like yeah. what a perfect song for them to use um and one last thing real quick about Over the Top. This is just a fun little thing for anyone who's ever watched it. The main character, Sylvester Stallone, his name is Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. What a cool name. His son is named Mike, which I didn't realize till my friend mentioned it, but that means his son's name was Mike Cock. Yep. And it cracks me up. Has Every anybody time... seen a Mike Cock? <laughs> <laughs> and it made, it made me laugh so hard every time I think about it. <laughs> God, and, Jack. Anyways, this is a heavy series. We're, we're grown-ups. We're grown-ups. Anything that could bring a laugh right now is actually greatly appreciated. Yes. So thank you for that. So look it up. That's his name in the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and they never make the joke once. Like, no one caught it. What a wasted opportunity, man. <laughs> so, um... Another fantastic uh, package. And again, Terry Funk, incredibly just giving to pro wrestling. But again, WWE does so well. This very heavy, very sad moment. And you could even see Cody says, you know, you can see a smile on Cody's face when he introduces the Terry Funk hardcore tag team match. And there's actually a moment. There's a little moment here. And I love Cody, but I'm going to call him out a little bit. He has a genuine smile when he says yeah. it. There's just a little flash of a real genuine, like he's just really happy to get to introduce this. And again, we take this serious moment and they bring us right back up in a way that feels natural by like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. not only did he do the genuine smile, but the camera for one second caught him marking out a little bit, going, yes, you know, and I was like, yeah, it's like, let's go. Like, he got me all like, let's do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was just, just very, very well done. And, um, uh, Terry Funk, hardcore tag team match, Brawl and Brutes versus Street Profits. Uh, basically, um, it falls apart when Bobby Lashley comes out and a table comes out and then Bobby Lashley spears. Um, Bobby. I, um, who did, uh, which one did he, he speared one of them and then the other, uh, one of the Brawling Brutes and then Street Profits got the win. Uh, probably should have written that down. Uh, but Street Profits get the win. They're, they're marching on. This is, I have a little complaint, if I can give a, a complaint here. Let's see if it's the I same wanna, complaint I have. You go first. I love the Street Profits. Okay. Lo love the Street Profits. If Bobby Lashley didn't come out, I would have no idea they were a new attitude, new group team. 
they seem like the exact same street profits. The gear they were, change I, a little bit. But they change gear every couple of weeks. Yeah, but not like this gear. But I no, no, I completely agree with your point. I actually, that that wasn't my complaint. My complaint is that this match was more tactic, less hardcore. Just one table came out. And when you're like paying homage to Terry Funk, uh, it would have been nice for them to say, hey, it's a tornado tactic dedicated to Terry Funk. Then maybe, you know what I mean? Because all we saw was a table. But I'm not here to nitpick. I think everybody had a big, you know, everybody had a big role tonight to entertain while they're all suffering, you know, a loss of a co-worker. So I'm not going to get nitpicky. But when you point that out now, now I'm not going to be able to unsee it, right? I need this. You're right. I need the street profits to change their attitude. And if Bobby doesn't come out, do you realize that they're a different team now that they turn heel? You don't. You don't. They worked a little bit heelish in the match, but not evil enough for you to go like, oh, the street profits are not messing around anymore. Yeah, so yeah I agree with you on this one. Wow. What is Time, happening to us? Times are changing. Uh, I, now, that said, I like the Street Profits. If they don't change, I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, again, I, I wanted to give something. I, I'm that's a, I, four can fly. And that is not <laughs> that is not a heel move. That's so baby face of him. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think, I mean, come on. He's going to be a he's gonna be a world champ someday. So I got to get my little nitpicks that he's going to do his high flying move and then not do it. Just to, because, you know, that's a oh, heel thing. You know, oh, I just... Yeah, could you imagine he gets up there? He's like, "Are you ready?" And everyone cheers, and he just crawls back down. That would be that would be that's what they need to do, though. That's what you're saying. They're not doing enough healing things. That would be something. Yeah, it's um. I again, I like him. I just if Bobby Lashley never came out and I didn't hear commentary, I wouldn't know they were different other than the outfits. Agree, agree, one hundred percent. But it's fine. Also, I don't know if today is the day they really needed to lean into it. So maybe I'm not, that has I'm to do not with trying to nitpick or anything. You know, like some of the things that we're bringing up are just because it's our job to sit here and talk about what went on in the yeah. show. But tonight's show to me was a 10 out of 10, and, and whatever yeah. wasn't on point gets a pass. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Because, like I said, that's how I felt about the hardcore thing is it was kind of like, yeah, we're tactile as hardcore. Just fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Who cares? We're not, we don't need to get too far into it. But um, we get. Uh, the Miz talking to TMZ before uh, <laughs> it wasn't uh, stage at all, Jack. This was supernatural, right? Yeah, <laughs> they found him. They found him. <laughs> <laughs> do you like? So this was clearly fake, but yeah. do you like how they do this? I I think it's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, I did. I did. My favorite thing was when the Miz when they were like, "Oh, what's with your feud with this LA Night guy?" And the Miz was like, "You know who he is?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." He's like, "No, you know who he is." <laughs> but- why the Miz, inter- like, no, the Miz acted like all of us that are hardcore wrestling fans when somebody that we don't watch wrestling knows who we're talking about. Because that happens to me all the time. If I make a, ref- a wrestling reference to an outsider and they know what I'm talking about, I go, wait, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it, it is funny because there is that, like, when someone does talk to you about wrestling, you have to have that, like, couple of little bit of conversation like gauge how into wrestling they are right right you know like I mean? can like, i can i go full mark here or do i need to yeah. to like scale it down a little bit like i can't even use terms can i use my yeah. wrestling terms with you no you're not there yet you know yeah yeah because that, that's what will happen is i'll be like I'll, I'll get really into it and they're like oh yeah well i haven't really watched since you know like the rock and stuff and i'll be like oh, when oh. They hit you with the stone cold still wrestles yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite one is, is, <laughs> Is Hulkamania still running wild? He's still oh, doing his thing? Still a thing? And you're like, oh, the Taker still I used to be so scared of him. And you're never, like, oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I'll hit you with something good. You're like, oh, sweet. We can really talk pro wrestling right. here. Um, but uh, 
then I'm like, you know, I cover pro wrestling. And they're like, right, I right. I <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but we get LA Knight and Finn Balor. Uh, LA Knight cuts a promo that I thought was just beautifully Beautiful. done and great way to do the what he needed to do, but then also say some nice things. Uh, LA Knight gets the win. Finn Balor loses. He said, I think if this was any other show, I'd be like, Finn Balor's taking too many L's, but this is yeah. not, this, this didn't matter. This was, uh, they put together two of Bray's, uh, the last known rival to Bray against somebody that we all know Bray had a lot of back and forth with, with Finn. Um, I got the shills when Ellie and I walk off straight to the camera and did the run. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, let's freaking go. And respectable and I for cutting such a respectable promo, uh, such a good promo on Bray, never broke character. He said, I'm not going to pretend we're best friends. They left in really messed up terms. I don't expect LA Knight to come out there and start crying. Mm -hmm. I would, and if he did, I would respect that because we're not worrying about storylines here. But the way he was able to pay that homage to Bray without breaking character, I feel like Bray somewhere is so proud clapping. And the run just really sent me great match between these two. But yeah, Agreed. Um, LA Knight lost all of his matches. The pitch um, black and all the house show like route that they did after after that, LA Knight lost. So it was it was good to see LA Knight winning here. Um, I, I liked that. I, I didn't think storylines going into this. I just thought two of Bray's opponents, long-term long opponents going at it to pay homage to the men. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I nothing but good things there. Um... Kind of give a little shout out to his old pal Damian Sando as well. I know they've uh, they've uh, worked. He said when you had a oh my god that that he destroyed the Miz tonight though. Yes. Miz and LA Knight are perfect rivals. They're gonna they're men they're men for each other on the mic. So so good. Um, but I want to talk about the end here and this right as we thought that no the 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 heartache was over, the lights go out the lantern in the middle of the ring isa just a beautiful way to end the show absolutely incredible um there was a part of me and i don't know if you feared this and i'll say it but i i was like do not put the lantern out if they put the lantern out i will not make it to wrestling in because i'll spend the rest of the night crying like do not put the freaking lantern out but the homage was beautiful the lantern needs to keep shining forever it was when we when i thought when we saw the share on the opening mm -hmm. was emotional but seeing this i don't know it, it just it felt surreal um again i'm glad the lantern was not put out um and this was a very memorable memorable way to remember Brave. This is, you know, how they're going to pay homage and how they were going to close a show dedicated to him. It was beautiful. It was very well done. Very well done. The, the visual of him, the lantern, and the fireflies throughout the arenas and the stadium is how I would love to remember Bray. So I love that that's how we went off the air. Like, And, and I love that they gave us time to sit in that moment too mm -hmm. and and again it goes to uh i know i'm talking about ww production stuff a lot but i think it's you know you've worked at wrestling shows and production is like a very underrated <laughs> part of of the show and someone it's my like, favorite part to learn i don't know if you're experiencing that now that you get yeah. to kind of hang out backstage and all that but yeah. my god it's so complicated and crazy what they have to deal with back there I, uh, I, I got to sit, I get to sit in the truck sometimes and like get to watch them actually like the director do the like, you know, mm -hmm. camera three, camera four, you zoom in and, uh, yeah. David Marquez is who I work with. He, he used to run NWA. Now he works with championship wrestling. Anyways, 
like it is such a confusing and difficult thing like having to get a camera in the right spot while you're holding on one spot but then you're trying to predict where the match is going so yeah it's insane but that means someone had the thing about the the lantern what i always like to pull back is like someone had to decide do we blow it out do we leave it open like what do we know what's the shot how much time do we give it and like these are all things they have to figure out and i think that they found a way to absolutely nail it i think they just nailed it yeah i also feel like I don't know who made the decision. Like I told you, I'm glad the lantern was not put out. I also feel like if it would have put out, it would have not been the wrong decision, right? Mm-hmm. I just no, don't know that I could have composed myself afterwards. You know what I mean? If they put the lantern out, it's the best way to explain it. I feel it was emotional in, in two different ways, but I do think that if they put it out, you you just bring heartache to where not putting it out brings celebration of brace life and, and the celebration that it will continue in our memories and like the, the whole thing about if we can go back and remember him we can go back and watch him you know but i think that yeah it's a very difficult decision to make because what decision do you make i don't know that either one is the wrong decision to make they both represent this you know the the, the respect for Bray. But I, I'm telling you, they would have put that lantern out. I don't. I really don't know if I would have been able to compose myself. So I'm glad that that's not the choice that they went with, because yeah, that's all I remember. And I was just talking about it. I, I recorded every entrance because it was just so mind blowing to see him walk down and being light light up, you know. And I told you how much I love the Firefly Funhouse. I always light the way. Or you have to do is let me in. Like that is such an iconic part of who he was. It was. It was so. It was so well done. And I. I don't know. I, I watched wrestling on and off my entire life, but I've been watching it nonstop since 2014. I don't know WWE without Bray except for that short period of time where he was released, which wasn't even that long. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very weird for me moving forward without that part. Yeah, with, with Bray Wyatt around, it felt like there was always something bigger and deeper happening. And I think that's something that no one person can can change. I think we're going to feel that for a long time. Um, I do want to throw this sort of Rican answer the question. Maybe earliest restaurant of film was Tor Johnson. I don't know what movie oh, nice. Tor was in, but, uh, but, but yeah, but, but, but there's a lot of them that being in one movie. Terry Funk was in a bunch of movies. Yeah. He was <laughs> always a bouncer. I, mean. like, I feel like Hollywood tried to snatch him, but he kept coming back to wrestling. Lucky for us. Right. But I feel right. like he's the first one that they really tried to snatch full time. I don't think you could have taken Terry away no. from pro wrestling. <laughs> I don't think there's anything they could have offered him. I think no. he was just born to be on the road, be like branding people with tire or with the cattle iron, whatever you call those things that he's always. Yeah. You know, that thing he always carried around. The thing, he, the thing, the thing, the, the, the brand thing. Um, yeah. uh, just, and he was one of those guys that was just crazy. He was a, like, I don't know. Like he, I, I've never met him, but just, you see him cut his promos and he seemed like someone who, he see he always reminded me of that guy that like if you were at the bar and he started getting loud you'd be like man we better get out of here because this guy's gonna beat somebody up and I don't want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um but that I think does it for this show um as we wrap everything up um Issa where can the world find you online and um any any thoughts on the show and while you do that I also want to let everyone in the chat know. Like, comment, share, subscribe. But if you're watching, whether now or later, leave a little comment with um, maybe some of your favorite Bray Wyatt moments or things that casual wrestling fans say to you that let you know they don't really watch a lot of wrestling. 
that that'll be a fun one. Stone Cold still wrestle. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys can find me NYC Demon Diva throughout all of my socials. Also on YouTube, NYC Demon Diva. I do watch along for a lot of shows. I will be going live on Sunday. I am hoping that we are able to do what we do and allow all in to distract us and entertain us and bring us some joy in, 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 in a kind of like a tough week. Um, you guys can also find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I believe Jack and I get to reunite again on Sunday to talk about All In. I might be a little intoxicated, so that should be fun. And yeah, it, it was. I thought overall it was a great show. Um, I told you guys I put Bray Wyatt up there in my top five of all-time favorites. And I did think that the respect was paid tonight. And it would eventually sink in. I mean, I'm going through a weird grieving stage with Bray, but I guess all that I have to say is what we said earlier. I'm so happy that I was here throughout his run, and I'm so glad that we got so many iconic moments that I will continue to to remember very, very fondly, and I'm hoping that he's somewhere up there with Brody catching up and, and, and preparing for a great match with Terry Funk at some point. Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes. Yep. Uh, oh, man. I would like to see that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Again, thank you so much to everybody who joined us. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, if you want on my Twitter, if you can find it, maybe I'll retweet it. But I had ChatGPT create a tournament of the most unbeatable pro wrestlers and to find out who oh, I gotta go see the that. most unbeatable wrestler is of all time. I said the rule was it's when they're at their peak, their most unbeatable. So it's Hulkamania. It's Hulk during Hulkamania. It's John Cena during Super Cena time. It's it's uh, Bruno Sammartino when he was in the middle of his run. Goldberg during the streak. Undertaker at WrestleMania. The hardest to beat. Who wins number one? Um, so you can check that out. But uh, Sunday, all in. Me, Isa, and we've got newcomer Flobo Boyce joining us. A good friend of mine. Let's all bully him after the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're all cool now. Me and Jack are friends. You're not a friend yeah. no more. Yeah, we're going to go. He's the Roderick Strong. You and I are the MJF and uh, Adam Cole. <laughs> That's terrible, actually. <laughs> I'm going to tell him to come on with a neck brace. Um but uh, yeah, we're going to be on the all in after show. So make sure to tune in and check that out. That'll be a super fun one. Uh, but until next time, run.